putting on this computer. Fantastic. So welcome everyone. We're week eight of Naturally Healthy Club. And today we're going to be talking about untangling sugar cravings and also urges. And I'm going to share with you one of my all-time favorite tools, a little bit of neuroscience hack to actually neutralize urges, which is like, a, like it would be worth a lesson all on its own, but we're going to do more than that today. And I actually wanted to start with a, um, something that Marisa had, Marisa had posted in the group that I think she got from her gym, but it said, the body achieves what the mind believes. So the body achieves what the mind believes, which is just another way of saying like our thoughts create our results. Um, so yeah, I, I love that. I just thought it, the more ways we approach the, un understanding that and how important our thoughts are, the you know, the easier it is to, to start to make changes. Okay, so Naturally Healthy Club philosophy, I am or I'm becoming naturally healthy. I'm way more powerful than I think. There's no rush. Yes, I weigh XXX and it's okay just remembering to bring that acceptance into the weighing process. And if you are like feeling like that, if there's some angst coming up <laughs> um, when you when you weigh yourself, just remember, just remind yourself before you step on the scale, yeah, just to bring the curiosity because you are an amazing person regardless of what your weight is. And we want to be like, it's not meant to be a torturous thing. It's not meant to be something that you're dreading. Um, okay. Then the next one is how do I want this to go? Overeating is never worth it. Even just one more bite is not worth it. There'll be plenty of amazing food in my future, particularly helpful when you're traveling and you're like, oh, you know, I'm only going to be here and there's this delicacies in Paris. And I was like, no, there's going to be plenty of amazing food. I don't need to eat all the macarons in Paris. Uh, the most pleasure happens in the first few bites. It's safe for me to feel my feelings. There are no bad foods and we prioritize proteins and we'll recap our, our lesson from last week around that on, on nutrition. I'm so lucky, particularly when I'm here in Ireland. Um, I haven't found any four-leaf clovers though, so I need to get, get my skates on. <laughs> uh, I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. And this is a really helpful thought for those times, those inevitable times, like whenever you're trying to change anything, there's always a time where it feels hard enough. There's always a time where it feels like it's not working. And so I find that thought really helpful for those times just to remind yourself, no, I'm getting what I need when I need it, even though it doesn't feel, and I don't even know, need to know how that's true. Like just trusting that you know, the lessons that are coming are coming in the, in the right right way and that you are going to get where you want to go there is no failing only learning and the last one is I want to do this and I can do this okay so let's now talk about a naturally healthy club process and there's four parts to our process so l-i-t-e and the way we're implementing it is backwards and so far we've we've covered the 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 three the, uh, the three for first three last three it's getting like it's confusing Jules when you're going backwards uh, but we've covered three of the four. <laughs> and so we started with enjoyment and just reminding ourselves that there's no rush and the habit that goes along with that is putting our cutlery down. And so that's something that I still do to this day. Like I'm still sometimes notice myself rushing like I did with my lunch today and I was just, no, there's no rush, put my cutlery down and just tune back into the pleasure. The next one is tracking and the thought that goes along with that, as I mentioned before, is yes, I weigh XXX and it's okay. 
And then the habit that goes along with that is daily weighing. And that this you can add extra thoughts in there. Um, one can be just like asking yourself, like, what can I learn from this to bring that curiosity? And another can be just to remind yourself, oh, like when you get a higher than expected result, is oh, this is just a sign I need to, you know, pay pay a bit more attention, like rather than going into the story of how it's not working and you're never going to get there and being all doom and gloom. Um, okay, and then our third, the third third thing that we um, on our implementation was was setting intentions and like making intentional choices. And the thought that goes along with that is how do I want this to go? And the habit that goes along with it is our daily practice. And there's been a couple of people who co- who have posted in the group saying that they're feeling a bit wobbly with their daily practice or it's not working, like they're not feeling like they're there with it the daily practice yet, which is perfect because we're doing a challenge at the moment to just embed that habit. And I actually um, went in for, I coached each of the people that had posted on the earlier call. So if you do feel like, oh, my daily practice needs some work, then check out the replay from the earlier call, but I'll, for for like a bit more in-depth coaching, but just a reminder for everyone that with anything that we do in the Naturally Healthy Club, there's no like right or wrong way. Like it's a, it's just a matter of experimenting and finding what works for you because we are all different and different. We have different needs and different requirements and we, you know, we have different goals. And so with a daily practice, if you are feeling that resistance to doing it, generally that's a sign that you're making it too big like it's too much of a stretch to do this like you're wanting it to be perfect and and too big a thing so what we want to do instead is just if you remember from our tiny habits approach is to just make it as small as possible so that you're so that you make it easy to do so because the easier something is to do the more likely you are to do it so what we want to do is is and the example from tiny habits uh one of the examples he uses is like if you want to have the practice of doing like a daily daily home yoga practice rather than having your like setting the the goal as or setting up setting yourself up as oh yeah i'm going to do practice yoga every day actually chunking it down and first working on the habit of i'm just going to put my lay my yoga mat out every day and just making it as tiny as possible so for our daily practice what I'd recommend as your minimum requirement like your super small way to start is actually just setting up the habit of if you're doing it in the app like just setting the habit of intention like that your minimum requirement is I'm just going to open the app every day or if you're doing it in a journal I'm just going to open the journal or if you're doing it you know on your computer I'm just going to open my file and whatever that is just so it's as easy as possible and actually giving us like giving yourself permission to feel good about just doing that minimum requirement because this is just the first step to building a new habit and any new habit it can be a bit hard like it's always a bit hard at first so the easier you can make that first hurdle to just get the habit in place then like the more likely you are to to have the habit because you could have the most perfect daily practice in the world, but if you're not actually doing it most days, you're not going to see the benefits from it. And then the next step, once you've got that habit and you've got your minimum requirement, the next thing for most people, I think, in terms of just keeping it really simple is to just ask yourself, like, 
how do I want today to go? And that be your daily practice. So just setting an intention for the day. So your intention for the day might be, I'm going to have breakfast, I'm going to have lunch, I'm going to have a snack and I'm going to have dinner. Or your intention might be, I'm going to have you know, eggs for breakfast, I'm going to have uh, some salmon for lunch and I'm going to have whatever for dinner. And I'm going to have... You know, be actually specific but you it's up to you to decide whether you like how specific you make that and how like and yeah so it doesn't you don't have to be super specific with it or you might decide that your intention for the day is how I want this day to go is like I just want to uh, prayer I, I want to put my cutlery down for each each time I'm eating I want to just slow down and enjoy my food and that might be your intention so like and again making it as easy as possible or if you're uh, if you know you've got a social occasion, maybe you're going to set the intention that you're going to like listen, slow down and listen even though you're out in your occasion. Or if you know you're going to be drinking, maybe your intention for the day is I'm going to have three glasses of wine tonight and that's what your intention is. So but it's not so much what you do, it's like just setting that intention that's suits you and also knowing that as you go along and you get better or you identify areas that you need to work on if like if you have that if you feel like you're rushing all the time then maybe you might want to have an intention around just reminding yourself there's no rush and but if you're you feel like you're overeating and you're eating past you know more than you need maybe you, there's a there's an intention around listening to your body like which we'll get to next week. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'd really encourage you with your daily practice. So just, and then also being intentional with your thoughts, if you want to do that, there's, or you could be reviewing the, the previous day, if you want to do that, or you could be writing some gratitudes down, like some things that you're grateful for, or things that you feel lucky about, or it could be that you're noticing progress and you're actually part of your daily practice is to think of one good thing that you're proud of from the previous day. Like there's, heaps of different options that you could include and it's really just a matter of of keeping it small and doing what feels good to you and also knowing that it doesn't you can try something for a while and then when that gets a bit not feels like it's not really helpful you could try other things too like it's not like you have to get the perfect daily practice in place and then that's it for the rest of your life like you're going to be doing this one thing like it's it evolves it's something that you I expect it to evolve Okay, so does anyone have any questions about daily practice or how is everyone feeling about the, yeah, Lorna? Hello, I've, I've got oh. two questions that I've been pondering about. Oh, um, I love that, Lorna. <laughs> so, um, so one of them is in terms of time scale. So I've, I'm great, I'm really enjoying this challenge. It's really helping me to actually do it. And, I, and it's great. I've finally been able to be consistent and it works. It's great um but in terms of time scale i'm aware that i'm doing the plan for the day and it's working i mean you know it's not perfect but i'm, I'm getting there but i'm also aware that you know say it's like well today tuesday and i know that i'm doing something on thursday that i kind of need to have prepared some food for um so i need to I, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example but say i need a packed lunch for thursday and i need to think about it now i'm just kind of aware that something needs daily planning, which is great. And then other things you kind of need to think more into the future. Or if yeah. I had somebody coming for dinner on a certain night, how do I want this to go? Sometimes you need to think about it, not on the day, but you need to think about it a few days before. So I just wanted to sort of get into the complexity of 
I don't want to overthink it, but what would what would you do in that situation where you've got things to think ahead for? Um, I guess I, yeah, I, I guess I think about it. Um, like I think about, I set my intentions for the, the, for the day, but then I'm also, I am also thinking of like what's coming up in the next couple of days. I kind of think about it from a week to week perspective. So yeah, that's how I approach it, Lana. But the other option is maybe one day, it might be you know, Sunday, Monday, whatever, that you have a, like your daily practice where you allow a bit more time so that you can actually think through your week and, and plan accordingly. So, okay. Yeah. 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 That sounds good. I was just sort of wondering, cause I don't want to stray too far from doing a small thing that I manage every day to something yeah. bigger, but yeah. then you know what it's like when you find something that's working that you get quite excited and thinking, Oh, this could really help me plan my week, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. and, maybe, and maybe, but maybe what it is that you write down your plan for the day and then you just mentally kind of do that, the thought, the think a little bit about the week. So it's not, you're writing like having to write too much in one day, like yeah. that might be a way yeah. to approach it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course the, um, the um, uh, gratitudes and that kind of thing, that's not going to be a weekly thing. So it is just the start of it, isn't it? It's Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And you did you have another thing? Okay. Yeah, I did. Um, so the other thing I'm becoming aware of through this practice is that I've got habits that I want to change that have an impact on food but aren't around eating. And what I mean by that is I um, for all sorts of good survival reasons got quite addicted to reading my phone. And uh, I, I'm not as bad as I used to be, but I read it till later on into the night than I was. And the thing about that is two things. One, I sleep better and it has such an impact on my hunger and, and everyone's hunger. I'm not unique in that. Yeah. So I really want to look at that. And also I'm aware that when I'm writing down what my treat is, I'm sometimes thinking, um, actually, I, I, my treat would be to read a couple of chapters of my book. I would right. enjoy doing that. I mean, I'd like food as well, of course I would. But <laughs> yeah. some, but, but do you see what I mean? It's sort of, I, I'm in danger of making this a really big exercise. But on the other hand, there are things that, that I would like to change that has an impact on my food and my weight and, and how I enjoy life. And whether I'm solely seeking pleasure in food or whether I'm seeking pleasure in a range of things, including food. Yeah, amazing, Lana. It's so great that you're thinking about that. I think like just to like choose maybe just see how it feels and if you want to add something one new thing in then add it in so it might be a habit around your bedtime and your bedtime routine and just add one thing at a time but then if it does ever feel oh hang on I'm trying to do too much at once then you know you can drop drop that and not feel bad about it because it was just you're just experimenting that's the bonus yeah and you would put that in the how do I want this to go section how do yeah, I want this to go yeah so you could actually set the intention I want to like I want to be in bed like at, at whatever time you, you you want your bedtime to be and you could think yeah. back through okay well if I want to be in bed at this time then it needs to be I need to be winding down and getting my bedtime routine like happening at this time and mm-hmm. actually it's, it's like yeah including that in your intention yeah. if you want yeah yeah I think it, I think it would be helpful all round. I think it would be helpful in terms of treats, in terms of hunger, in terms of oh my just, goodness, everything. Yeah, sleep impacts everything for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. All right, thank you. I'll try that. Yeah, okay, thank you. Great, Lana. Awesome. Okay, did anyone else want to talk daily practice? 
stuff before we move on? Or any questions or thoughts? No, we're good. Everyone else is happy with the daily practice. Yay. <laughs> Excellent. Go, Jennifer. Um, thanks for the thumbs up. It's always good to get that feedback. Okay, so our plan for today, which I should have could have done earlier, um, just got a little bit of news to share. And then we'll I'll do a quick, super quick recap on the nutrition lesson. And then I want to hear from you guys in terms of tiny wins and what's working or what lessons you've been learning this week. Uh, and then we'll talk about uh, untangling sugar cravings and habits. And then I'll open up to coaching. So uh, if anyone has anything that they want to work through that we don't get, that we don't cover in on, on the way. Uh, so the news was just that Sarah Sarah was the winner of the post of the week prize and because she had posted my tiny win is recommencing so she'd been caught up because she got a new job whatever and then she's she's committed and she's back in so that was great I won't read exactly what she said I read it on the earlier call just um, so let's talk about nutrition now and basically the thing I screen um the thing the main message that we've covered last week is just this is this idea that how you eat and how much you eat and also how you think about it is more important than what you're actually eating which is a very different because most nutrition approaches it's like these foods are good these foods are bad eat the good foods and avoid the bad foods and you'll be fine and so what we're actually doing is having more nuance to our approach to nutrition and we spoke about this idea that there are no bad foods and that that being said, there are some foods that impact our brain chemistry in different ways. One of those being sugar, which we're going to talk about strategies for handling that, but that doesn't make sugar bad. It just means that that foods like that, that do impact our reward centers, we need to approach them in a way, like have some boundaries around it and use our rational brain to to be intentional so that we do include these things in our lives if we want to but also that we don't we find that balance between having sugary enjoying sweet things but not going mental and overdoing it and then feeling gross and going into that cycle of restricting and overindulging and the other part of the about the nutrition piece is that the key message I want, wanted to impart from you from last week is that we are all different. Like, and one of the reasons why nutrition is so confusing is that what works well for one person isn't going to work well for another person. For like, it's there's so many different factors at play. Like, it's a really complex thing, and that the only person who can really know what's best for you is you. And the only way you can find you can know what's best for you is by experimenting and trying things. And so, which is actually amazing news because you. Like I want you to feel empowered about actually I can I can know what, what feels good to me and just treat it as an experiment and just start paying attention to how food makes you feel both in the moment when you're eating it, but then also how, how you feel a, a couple of hours later and how do you how do you feel the next day? And like the more you tune into that and tune into your inner wisdom the more you just you just naturally like you want to eat more of the food that makes you feel good and less of the food that doesn't and you just rather than if when someone else is telling you what's good and what's bad you you you'll, you'll naturally gravitate towards the things that make you feel good because our bodies want to be healthy they don't want to be like they don't want to be feeling gross they don't want to be heavy and like sick so 
just tuning in and trusting that. I know it can be tricky in the beginning, but just the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. Um, And the other thing that we did last week was we did two exercises. So one was to come up and just kind of decide what you would like your your proper meal and snack um, you know, thing to your day to look like in terms of meals and snacks and the other exercise we did was oh actually we didn't do it together but I uh, shared the link to that was to do come up with like your go-to meals which are just like the two or three different meals that you you know, what do you normally have for breakfast and a couple of options for lunch and then a couple of options for dinner just to simplify your choices so that you've got those good baselines so if you haven't done either of those exercises I'll, I've linked to those uh, they're in the resources section and I've linked to them with the um, with the replay so definitely do those because it is really helpful so that you're not having to like start from scratch every day and figure out what you're going to cook and there's links to recipes and stuff to give you ideas um okay so that was last week did anyone have any questions or thoughts around nutrition before we move on good no amazing okay so that brings us nicely to tiny wins and progress um or lessons so does anyone have anything they'd like to share with the groove no someone does have something that they'd like to share with the groove <laughs> lots of positive expectancy Lorna, amazing. Um, the thing I've noticed this week is um, sometimes I genuinely am more hungry than other days. Yes! yes. <laughs> but I genuinely, you know, and, and rather than thinking, okay, I eat, you know, however many hundred grams of this for breakfast and I however many hundred grams of that for lunch and whatever, I really have noticed that. So, so previously, as you know, I really struggled with leaving something on my plate. Now that I'm making bigger meals and I have to leave something because I can't finish it all, <laughs> really noticing when I'm like, I genuinely have a healthy hunger for real food. Amazing, Lana, I love it. And that it's not the same every day, hey? like, exactly. And it's yeah. huge. And what that means is I'm allowing myself to eat much bigger portions when I need it. And then I don't, 20 minutes later, think, I'm still hungry. I've got no food easily to eat. And I and then I start eating nuts and chocolate and chocolate and nuts and, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. stuff, so which is fine, but it's not a meal. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So you're eating the yeah, most so satisfying stuff. Love it, Lorna. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Um, and everyone remember Lorna's been in the program for a while, so <laughs> this isn't her first time. Um, okay, does anyone else or someone else must have something? Something you've noticed, something a good lesson. Naomi had some good ahas this week, I think. Did you want to share, Naomi? Um, yeah, so I had a it's at the time it seemed like a really big insight. It still does. I think today's session is going to be super helpful for me because now that I I actually had a false belief that I never was able to sort of feel easy and chill about creating a new habit around food, which is not the case. I've done this a million times with other things. I feel really good about my nutrition. I feel really good about 
you know, what I choose to eat. I've tweak it all the time. I've added collagen. I'm prioritizing protein. <laughs> I'm loving the, you know, I'm really comfortable with experimenting and I love cooking. Um, so I, but I do think that I've had I, some, I don't know what, whether I created it or it was just there from conditioning around this last few pounds or this last sort of refinement around feeling really good about my relationship with food. And um, so, so I think it can be quite simple now. I, I, ha- oh. I have this belief that it can be simple. It can be simple. Not such That's a big amazing. deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So but I, I don't think I'm, you know, I still think I, I need some other tips and other things that will kind of solidify that. But I, I, I do feel like something has shifted and I, I, I don't know, it sounds weird, right? Cause it's not really tangible. It's not an action I'm doing, but it's more around not, ha- not thinking that there's going to be some major epiphany that like my body is on my side I can trust myself this is going to be okay but but not in a positive affirmation way more of a just like I've done this before I believe it like you actually easy you know quitting smoking or yeah just drinking black coffee and realizing that that is my preference that that's not a a suffering (laughs) um and um you know Oh, what was the other thing that I, there was another thing that I, I sort of talked about that I can't remember. There was a smoking, there was a yeah, the smoking, drinking coffee. coffee. Oh no, I'm blanking too. But yeah, so after everyone, that yeah, that's, that's so weird. It was, and it was, it was, was it to do with, it was, was it wasn't like um, something that you were consuming. It was something to do, was it to do with relationships or? Well, that is so odd because it was, it's been so burned <laughs> in my head the whole time. I can't just a blank. I don't have my phone with me to check. So um, yeah, but, but for anyway. everyone, yeah. Like Naomi had this, where she listed out like three different situations where she just made a decision and something that had been hard suddenly became easy and she just did it. I think it. Like I was talking just... about being a vegetarian. That's it. And, that was the other one. Yeah, it was. And, yeah, and he, he I was also think, I've been yeah. thinking about alcohol too, because you've been talking more about your, your booze hound uh, Group, option yeah. and how that's never been an issue for me. I love wine. I have no trouble drinking. You know, I probably drink one glass at a time, very rarely two, or a really nice craft beer I like, or a really nice cocktail, maybe twice a week. And I love it. And it's and it's interesting how when it's not something that you have this attachment to, it's a non-issue. But it yeah. does tell me that I still have the same brain. So there must be a way <laughs> that I can create that similar brain with with treats, with sugar. sugar with yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. I'm not there yet, Jules, but I'm hoping today will help. Yeah, absolutely. But just like for everyone, like that's so powerful to look at the other areas in your life where you have changed and that you do. Like alcohol is this highly addictive substance. Like, you know, people really struggle with that. And then you hear you are enjoying like nice wine, enjoying craft beers, but it's not a, not an issue. So like recognizing that and is huge. It's huge. And like, and I, that thought, like I've got the same brain, I can apply this is so, so powerful. So I love that Naomi. Amazing. Okay, great. 
Okay, so that, that being said, let's talk about <laughs> sugar. Um, okay. And, okay, so just let me get my notes ready. Yes, so, oh, yeah, okay, untangling sugar craving habits. And so first thing I want to say about this is even though it can feel like a really big part of who you are, like over doing it on sugar is just a habit and it may have been a habit you've had for a long time but it's you are separate from your habits and you can change your habits so this is amazing news right and so what we first step is we want to just let go of that identity or that self-concept that I'm addicted to sugar I have I struggle with sugar and just put it in there out there that actually maybe this is just a habit that I can change and the good news is that, that I know heaps of people who've done that and just by following what, like what we're going to talk about today. So, and the, so we just want to open your brain up to the possibility that you can change your relationship with sugar. And we want to get curious and do experiments. And actually, as I'm going through today, I'm going to be talking about sugar, but anything that I talk about, it, you can apply the same idea to other other food if there's another food that if you're like if you're a salty snack person and you can't be trusted around chips like that that's um you can apply the same thing but just for simplicity's sake I'll talk about sugar and alcohol is kind of a slightly different beast which is why I have a separate group for that but again you know it is can just be a habit so these some of the things that we talk about today can be applied to to um, alcohol as well so there's a heap of there's there's a few different causes for for sugar cravings and you might be like there might be just one or two of these that are playing out in your life or it might be all of them um so as i'm going through just like there'll be some that you go actually no that's not me but some that you go oh, okay and so just make make a note of the ones that are you and so i'm going to go through what what can cause sugar cravings and then a solution for each so First one is not enough protein. And basically what happens is if we're not getting enough protein and our bodies don't have that, those building blocks, we can actually, our brains are really like our bodies are quite smart and they know that like they're feeling like there's a lack, but, and it throws up this kind of craving for sugar because sugar is the like most readily digestible, like, and it, it goes into our bloodstream and in, like we get to use it really quickly. So not enough protein can sometimes and oftentimes like manifest itself as a sugar craving. And so the solution there, of course, is easy. Just eat more protein at meals and snacks. And uh, in, in Circle, in the resources section, there's a, um, you've got the go-to meals exercise for helping you come up with higher protein meal ideas. And there's also a resource for higher protein snack ideas because that's often something that people don't think of. And so many people I've worked with, by just increasing the protein that they're having at lunch, that has changed. Like they're not getting that afternoon like you know, sugar sugar craving because they're still feeling fueled and satisfied after their, their their higher protein lunch and if they do need a snack or you know, they have a snack that's got a bit of protein with it rather than something that's just really sugary and then again that that turns off the sugar craving so that's the first one not eating enough like just eating more protein 
Next one is insulin resistance and blood sugar issues. And so, again, we spoke about insulin resistance last week. So you know that you have insulin resistance. If when you put on weight, it goes on around your tummy. If you put on weight and it goes on your butt and thighs, that's a sign that your insulin sensitivity is actually good. So that's actually a healthier thing to have a big butt. Um, and the solution, if you suspect, but if you do have insulin um, resistance or you have problems with your blood sugar control that just messes around with um, insulin levels and like hunger satiety hormones and it can cause sugar cravings so the solution there is to just get tested and then either take meds whatever your doctor recommends or look at managing it with your diet or do both like I do so um, and the way to do that is like by you don't have to go like go crazy keto but just you know be mostly low carb so if you are having carbohydrate being intentional with it like and being mindful of serving sizes and you know the frequency and, and the quantity that you're having uh but yeah highly recommend like because getting that under control has a huge impact on your appetite and also the, the sugar craving things so it just makes everything so much easier uh when you when you get that that sort of next one is uh, psychological hunger due to restriction at slash food moralizing. And so what that is, is so there's like, there's different, and we'll talk in a future lesson, we'll go really deep on hunger and understanding hunger, but just the kind of the top line thing to understand is yes, there's physical hunger, but there's also like a psychological component to hunger. And if you think about like when you, can't have something like and if you think about a little kid if you tell them like you know you can't have sugar what like you can't have those sweets all they want is the sweets and they're throwing attentions and our adult brains are the same like we're telling ourselves these things are bad and I can't have them and you're like restricting and not letting yourself ever have ice cream say um, and it's coming from this external pressure place rather than you like where you're like what rather than if you do you're deciding actually no I don't really want those things then that actually increases your desire for whatever it is that you can't have and that's that so it's called psychological hunger and so it actually builds your desire to have have sugar and so if you're the more and the longer you go without having whatever it is that you're denying yourself the the more that builds up and then sometimes something will happen and you'll snap and then you'll just you'll eat all the all the sugar because your your brain will be like like psychologically going hang on we don't know when she, we're going to be having this again let's like let's go for it and so the solution there is to be intentional with our choices and that's why I have the, we like I recommend having a daily practice and planning ahead as much as you can and also just if you are faced with like, or you are given the opportunity to have sugar or whatever is um, treat, like is something that you normally struggle with to ask, tune in and ask yourself, like, how do I want this to go and bring as much of your intentional, rational brain into that decision-making and also decide before you start eating the sugar, how much you're going to have. So if you're at a, someone, you know, brings a birthday cake, decide am I am I going to have a whole slice of cake am I having half a slice am I having three slices it doesn't matter how much you are like doesn't like whatever feels good to you choose that amount but you want to decide before you start eating because once you start having sugar then generally we want more and 
and the same goes for like alcohol like and that's one of that's essentially like how I've managed to change my relationship with alcohol is just by committing to that process of okay if I am having sugar if I am having wine or if you are having sugar I'm going to decide how much I'm having before I before I start eating or drinking and then of course what happens is you have that slice of birthday cake when you say you've decided on you having you know eat the whole slice great eat this whole slice of birthday cake and then of course what's going to happen is the thoughts are going to come up like oh that was really good I want more and what you want to do is just be prepared for that and be ready to coach yourself and sometimes you will coach yourself and that'll be amazing and you'll go no that's enough I'm going to have more cake in like there'll be plenty of amazing cake in my future and you can you'll be able to do that or using a thought like overeating is never worth it but sometimes it won't be like you won't and you will end up going for a second slice and then later you'll regret it and so what you want to do in those circumstances where you do go over your intention is that you just use it as like you don't go into the story of how oh, I can't be trusted and I'll never get this you want to just use that as oh yeah of course like there's going to be times when I'm learning this new skill that I'm going to go into my old habits and I am going to overeat sugar. And so, okay, this happened. It's okay. Forgive yourself, like let it, let it go. And also just get curious about, oh, okay. So now that I know this, like what would I do differently next time? And it might be, you think about, okay, I'm going to set that intent. Like I'm going to be more tuned into my thoughts so I can coach myself or I'm going to, um, Maybe, you know, maybe like I really what you know, one piece of cake isn't enough and maybe I should be should be planning for two. Like whatever it is, like you'll know in the circumstances that there's always something that you could do differently next time. And then over time, like that's going to you'll get better at coaching yourself, you'll get better at setting intentions, and it just becomes easier and easier with practice. But it's yeah, it is like any skill, like you're not going to start running a unicycle, like you just expect to just get on and go. So developing this um this intentionality, this muscle of being making intentional choices is another thing that we want to we're going to fall off the the <laughs> intentional choices unicycle and then we're going to get back on and dust ourselves off and go, okay. What am I going to do differently this time? Um, so that's that. That's a that's a big one. And then the next one is, um, and this often comes up for people is that just like stress. You're feeling stressed, or you need it. You actually need a break. <laughs> but because we're so like you know we've got a big to do list and we want to get work done and this is particularly manifest in the afternoon at work and this used to happen to me is like I would be expecting myself to work from lunch till you know dinner time basically without having a break and so what would happen is like my brain would be tired and it would like it would want a break and so it would throw up this like oh hang on maybe we should go and have some ice cream like oh yeah like and throw this little craving into into the mix and what I actually needed was a break so so sometimes like sugar cravings can actually just be a sm- smart way for our brains to like get a, get a break or to, to ha- cope with stress. And so the solution there is to actually like be intentional, like with your breaks, you know, give yourself that gift of like a, of a break. And maybe it is. And actually that's one thing that really helped me is, uh, is actually being intentional with having an afternoon snack. So that now I have my yogurt and seeds it's, I love it. It's delicious. It's 
pretty high protein. It's really satisfying. So I'm not looking around for cookies or ice cream or whatever because I know I've got my snack coming and that fills that gap. And it also has that added bonus of then when it gets to me cooking dinner time, I'm not ravenous so that I'm actually able to cook dinner without picking too much. And when I do miss my snack, often what will happen is like dinner time, I, I am, I'm like, a, it's harder for me to, like, I, I want to pick and eat everything. Uh, so yeah, having intentional breaks, actually having intentional snacks planned can, can really help with this. And then the other thing that can help, particularly if it's more on the stress side of things is like just when you notice, get like training yourself that when you notice a craving for sugar or notice a craving for something that you haven't, um, haven't that you that isn't intentional that you haven't planned ahead, is going. Oh, hang on, this is a sign. Maybe there's like maybe there's something else I need here. And just asking yourself before you can dive into the into the um, you know chocolate, like oh, what do I need right now? And just like giving yourself that opportunity. And maybe you do need some chocolate. And great if that's cool great but often when you ask yourself that question what do I need right now it the answer won't be won't be the the sugar that you were initially going to reach for it might be you want to feel connected or you want to um you need to you need to want to have a lie down or you yeah you like you just need a break or you want some fresh air like uh, but so by training yourself to notice oh I've got this sugar craving what do I need what do I actually need right now can be like life-changing in terms of then giving yourself what exactly it is that you want uh, without sometimes without going to sugar or if you are like, no, I really need a donut, like having that donut and making that choice in the moment to just have one rather than go going overboard. So keeping that, that, um, that quantity piece right. And the other thing around, around like the stress eating and, and needing a break is just you know, another helpful thing can be just to acknowledge like, oh, actually, and feel your feelings. And we'll, we'll do more around this in future lessons, but just, just taking that pause to go, oh, I'm actually feeling a bit, I am feeling stressed. And just acknowledging that can also go a long way to calming down any urges. Like just when you, you know, you're compassionate with yourself and you give yourself that little bit of, oh yeah, of course you're stressed. Like this has been a tough day. Like that can, that can, that can help the situation as well. Okay, next one is looking for dopamine. And um, so dopamine's the um, the reward trans like neurotransmitter in our brain. And so actually all, whenever we eat any food, it releases dopamine in our brain. So we get this reward and which makes us like like it feels good. And that served a huge evolutionary purpose because if we didn't eat, we were gonna die. So this is like served as well so that when we eat food, we get a little reward. So then we want to keep eating food. And so sometimes the sugar craving can be like that we're looking for that dopamine. Like we're just feeling a bit flat and we're, uh, we're looking for dopamine and our brains are really smart and they know, okay, this is this equation of sugar in mouth equals dopamine <laughs> is a, it's a habit and it's a really surefire way to get that dopamine um, so the solution there is to looking like to be looking for alternative, having your arsenal other ways to get dopamine, so that you're not just relying on sugar. So then one of the most like powerful ones is self praise or like you know, when you tick something off your list, like that, or when you just give yourself that little yeah, like look at you, you did that. 
that that encouragement also releases dopamine in your brain and the amazing thing is like that that's like you know it has that net positive rather than having a net negative if you if you're eating too much sugar uh, so yeah just looking for other sources of, like understanding and and being kind to yourself and looking for other sources of dopamine and maybe it is like reading a book can be can be great or like using our phones like that like that that's an element of um novelty like you know opening up instagram and seeing not knowing what you're going to see there like that releases dopamine as well so maybe like rather than going to sugar you could like give yourself like some intentional screen time to, to give yourself that little dopamine boost and use your phone as a as a reward um so that's dopamine. Next one is insufficient sleep. So that can cause sugar cravings just because, you know, we want that, we're feeling low energy and so we, we're wanting that boost. And, of course, the solution there, if you can, you get more sleep. But generally, you know, if you're having insufficient sleep, you would be getting more sleep if you could. And so the other, the other thing that can be helpful in that situation is, like, increasing protein. Um and also like just being really mindful of caffeine so that that's not that's not messing up with your sleep but yeah having making sure you're having like satisfying high protein meals can help with that just keeping those energy levels going when you have um when you're not sleeping well um okay next one and final one is um just there can be like a habitual circadian rhythm component to to sugar like as i mentioned before like so you might have that like 11 o'clock or three o'clock like that that habit where, where oh I, I I want a cookie and I go get a cookie habit or I have a hot chocolate or whatever it is and so again the solution to that is just to be intentional around it and think about well do I really want this habit in my life and if you do great but own it and like be um, you know have your boundaries around the quantities so that it doesn't get get out of control and the other thing, solution to this is the, the um, and actually to, to whenever you have an urge, there's a tool that we're, I'm going to teach now called bilateral stimulation. And what this is, is it stops those habitual thought patterns in our brains and brings our brain, brings our brains back to neutral. And I actually learned this from my business coach, uh, but it's from, the world of hypnotherapy I think and how it works is there's the two hemispheres of our brain and usually when we're having an a, a urge or a craving for something one side of the brain is more activated than the other so all we do is we do this activity to stimulate bilateral so stimulating both sides of the brain and it's so easy like I could teach it to my seven-year-old I could teach it to probably my um my four-year-old niece too and all you want to do is just when you have that urge notice it and go okay I'm going to do some bilateral stimulation and it's just getting any object I've got a, a Guinness cup here because <laughs> of course we're in Ireland uh, everything's Guinness uh, but it could be a pen it could be I've done it with a peanut butter jar and you just get the object it could be your headphones could be your phone whatever you've got on you it could be a hat doesn't matter and you just pass it from one hand to the other. And the only thing is you want the um, the object to go over both sides of the midpoint so it crosses over. And to do because and to do that, like that requires both halves of your brain. And then I usually count to 10 when I'm doing it, but you don't have to, 
count and you don't have to do it 10 times. Sometimes just two times is enough. But just when you feel like, yeah, that's enough, or if you want to do it for longer, you can. It actually is quite soothing <laughs> in itself. And then just checking like how you feel. And it's so mad. Like, so like that peanut butter example, like I'll be like going to put the peanut butter away and I'll be in the kitchen and I'll have that urge to, oh yeah, like a spoon, spoon of peanut butter now. And then I'll do, I'll do some bilateral stimulation with the jar and I'll be like, oh, actually, no, I can put that. Like it just, it just, you just feel neutral about whatever the urge was. Like a few seconds before you'd be like having this desire and then it's just like, oh no, just calms everything down. So the only tricky thing with that tool is just remembering that you have the tool in your arsenal. And so what I did when I was first introduced to it was I actually had an intentional habit so that I was doing bilateral stimulation every day just to, to remind myself. And so for a while I was doing it after I meditated in the afternoon before I started cooking dinner. And then I, for a while there I was also whenever I went into the kit, when I went into the kitchen to cook dinner, like when I, before I opened the fridge, I would do some bilateral stimulation just to remind myself that I had it and to just start cooking with a more neutral, neutral brain. Um, but yeah, it's, it's spookily effective. So uh, yeah, so that's, that's it on, on thoughts about sugar cravings and solutions. So just to recap, so we did not enough protein and the solution there is eat more protein, um, insulin resistance, blood sugar issues, solution there, get tested, eat low carb, take meds or, and or eat low carb, psychological hunger, the solution there is to be intentional with your choices so and to plan ahead and have like decide ahead of time how much you're going to eat. Uh, stress needing a break, the solution there was to be intentional with your breaks and asking yourself that question of what do I really need right now? And also acknowledging and feeling feelings, looking for dopamine. The solution there is to have other sources of dopamine that are, don't have that net negative. So self-praise, uh, completing something, connection, you know, rewarding yourself with your phone, insufficient sleep, more sleep, increased protein, uh, habitual circadian rhythms. I'm getting my extra bilateral stimulation in here. Um, and the solution there is to like be intentional um, with your snacks and also and also like to use that that bilateral stimulation to neutralize when you do have urges coming up so how's everyone feeling does anyone have any questions or thoughts before we um before we jump into coaching yeah naomi um that is brilliant so i'm familiar with a lot of bilateral stimulation stuff all oh, right right but not this one because it's so simple like yes. you don't have to go do anything special or do anything with your eyes. You don't have to go for a walk, which is also bilateral stimulation. Can't right. always do that. Right, right. And I think the th one of the things that's tripped me up a little bit with some of the, you know, me not feeling like kind of stuck is the idea that, you know, we talk about, well, you need to use your prefrontal cortex and that's what we need to do. But when we have an urge, our prefrontal cortex goes offline. Yeah. So it's like we're trying to use something that is That's not, not available. available to us. We're way back in reptilian brain if I just want it. <laughs> and I think that's the, really the key because you're, you're talking about bringing it back to neutral where the, your brain is actually more balanced because that's what I experience. I experience just sort of like it's, I, it's not available to me that thinking yeah. that thoughtful. It's like, I don't care. I know I wrote 
that in my daily practice. I don't care. But I think that's going to be breakthrough for me. So thank you. Oh, amazing. 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 Yeah. Like, and so it's just remembering to do it. Naomi is going to be the tricky part of like, so yeah, putting it in, like having that intentional habit of like, is there something that you could link it to that you're already, or maybe it's like doing it after your daily practice or after you have your lunch, but yeah, just so you remember. Amazing. Okay. Cause you know about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So good. Excellent. Anyone else got any thoughts, questions? No, we're good. Um, okay. Is that okay? No, does anyone have any coaching in like, and it's any, anything really like you're like mm, struggling with some help? No, we're feeling good. Jen's shaking her head. Micah, good to see you. And Jill, you can type in the chat if you can't come online and talk. We can coach that way if you like. Um, oh, so Naomi, you'd asked in the um, in the group this week about my um, my weekly ice cream ritual. <laughs> yeah, so we can talk about that. that. Um, and so what that looks like is, yeah, like I just had decided that, yeah, I want to have ice cream every week. And so like, I guess, Lorna, I think about my week and look for my treats. I do think about it in terms of, of weekly. And interestingly, while I've been traveling, I haven't had ice cream. Um, the boys have been having ice cream, but because I'm not making it and it's just like, they're just having, you know, whatever magnums, like I'm not excited about them. So I, like I'd actually... I'm more excited. I've been having more wine than I normally would have because we were traveling. But when we're at home, um, yeah, so I just, my ice cream habit is, and it's actually, it used to be just one day. I started out with just one Sunday night. It was ice cream night and like a, we just, and so I would set that intention in my when I did my daily practice and then I would make the ice cream either on Saturday or Sunday and I would also set the intention to when I'm making the, the ice cream mix, not to start eating, tasting and eating the mixture because you can do that and pack away a lot of ice cream. So that's that's something that most of the time I still do. Like I, that, I I still think through how do I want this this to go before I start making the ice cream. And usually I try and make the ice cream in the morning when I'm when I'm like when I've got more of my rational brain on board. Like I have made ice cream base after dinner because for whatever reason. And that was much harder to stick to my intention than when I do it in the morning. So these days I pretty much make it in the morning and then freeze the ice cream and like set that intention when I'm scraping the ice cream to put it all in the container. And I do it from this place of, not from this place of like, I can't be trusted, but it's just like, this is how I want it to be. This is, I want to be someone who can make ice cream without licking my fingers and feeling gross. I want to like, that's how it would feel good to me. But if I did want to taste it, I could also set that intention as well. And I'm also, when I do slip up and I do start tasting, I like will catch my catch myself doing it. And then I recommit to actually, how do I want it to go now? So that's another key thing. And this is something that I've been doing for like over a year now. Yeah. Like, and, and, so that like I've had a lot of practice at getting it wrong and then getting it right. But I didn't ever, when I ate too much ice cream or I snacked on too much of it when I was making it, I didn't ever make it mean that 
I was never going to fi- figure this out because I'd had that experience with wine. I was like, no, I can, if I can do that with wine, I can totally do this with sugar. And so I would just go, okay, okay. And that's when I learned, you know, that not to have it at nighttime to make the base in the morning when my, when I was feeling less, um, when I was feeling you know sharper and more intentional. And so, yeah, that's just a process that evolved. So now, yeah, I have my scoop and it's actually evolved now. Most weekends, like when I'm at home, we have it on Saturday. I have the ice cream on Saturday night and Sunday night because there's usually like, yeah, like flavors from the last week that need eating up. And, yeah, it feels really good. And there's sometimes I do have, I do think, or when I'm putting it, putting it away, I'll have more in the kitchen and I'll let, but then like it's just kind of imbalanced. So it's definitely not perfect, but it so, feels so really good. So can I ask good. a question, yeah. Jules? Did you, yeah, I do. Did you ever have sweets more than once a week or was that just kind of that was easy, like once or twice a week, la, 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 like kind of like that? One of the things I like about the idea is that I do, um, I bake way less than I used to just because I don't need it around, but I do like to do that. And I'm thinking maybe once a month, something seasonal, I like to do that. And I love your idea of mixing in because that's how you can use stuff up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. That just sounded amazing to me. Carrot cake with frosting. Oh, the carrot cake ice cream is so good. I I mean, as a foodie, this, it matters. It's not just about having something, but it's having something like amazing and the variety of it. I love that idea. So, but the frequency, how do you go from daily, daily? And it's not that I won't have something sweet at another time. If there's, French toast or yeah, like I, same, I'm not fussing, fussing about that but it's the kind of e- dessert or evening treat piece how do you go from daily to once a week I yeah. would like to do that, but I don't think I could do that yeah so or maybe so I don't need I, to do that I yeah know. yeah exactly so I think about it more from like like think about like what do you want what like from where you are now what would feel like like what would feel good to you like what do you want it to be like so for me my twice a week now feels good but I wouldn't want to be having more than that because like that's enough to satisfy me so it's like approach it from what would feel good to satisfy me as a like end game but for now if you're having sugar every day just do an experiment and see okay well maybe do I if I just maybe I have like two or three, maybe, I start, maybe just start having right. one, yeah. one, sh- one sugar-free day a week. And I think the spacing is important. Like I know with alcohol, I like to be able to have have a drink during the week and then on the weekend, like two times. Yeah, yeah. So cool. rather than, I don't like to feel like, oh, I don't like to have that weekend mentality. Well, the weekend, everything's about the weekend. <gasps> yeah, all the indulgence happens on the weekend and then it's Monday yeah, like, and you're like, oh man, that Friday yeah, so a long way away. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, like that's a lifetime yeah, away. Especially. Yeah. So this is really helpful actually. Yeah, yeah, and just experiment and go, okay, maybe it's like, and then maybe you have one sugar-free, like set that intention for the first week and then see how that feels. And then maybe if it feels really easy, maybe you might go, actually, you know what? I might have a couple of next week, but just baby step mm-hmm. in and don't don't be in a rush to like get it. Yeah, perfect. and it's interesting because I, I find that and that when I think about my reflection that I talked about originally about how I change things, I seem to moderate change is harder for me. 
Right, right. Which right. is why I was drawn to this weekly thing, you know, because, you know, sometimes it's just harder to keep, especially with sugar, you keep kind of poking the bear or yeah, yeah. You know, if I eat sugar early in the day, I'm lost. It's just stupid hard. Whereas if I try not to eat sugar until later in the day, I feel better. I feel better in all ways. I don't have the craving. I don't feel out of control. So it's just funny how, you know, yeah. how to. And yeah, like, that, and it's just like do an experiment. And maybe yeah. like when you sit with it, you might decide that actually, you know what, I just want to go straight to once a week or twice a week. Yeah. And like, like I don't count my dark chocolate squares sugar. No, no. There's, like, there's no sugar like, in there. I, I know it like... is, but to me, that's just part of my meal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to experiment. This is fun. Yeah, fun. Oh, yeah, and, and doing yeah. it from this lighthearted place of like, this is what I want. I think that's really the the, the the thing, like how we think about it and the the like a place, the way we're approaching it makes all the difference. Whereas if you're like, I have to get this, I have to get this figured out, like, and it feels like this really big, heavy thing. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> like makes you going to go and eat more sugar. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, Lana. <laughs> Hello. So to some degree, you've talked around this already, but I just wanted to sort of tease it out. So in the early days, as I'm at now, um, or, or, you know, I think we all are to some degree, um, you know, we're talking about what we want to eat. And then you're talking about obstacles and fixes in your daily plan. Yeah. So I'm just I, I haven't got a specific question, but sort of just talking around, you know, where does the, the, I haven't got a question. So you say you want to eat, I don't know, whatever it is as a treat on a particular day and then you've got your obstacles or I might, might want to eat double that or I might not yeah. get hold. and then you have your fixes where does that then go into more of a, a boundaries issue in the way that you've talked about uh you know you you make your ice cream base in the morning you have it only on certain days that looks like it's sort of firmed up more into something that works for you rather yeah. than a day-to-day -day deciding yeah now, yeah curious, yeah because I think what I'm what I'm unconsciously but trying to consciously experiment with is if I'm going to have a sweet treat, have it after a meal, so that I'm not trying to fill myself up. I'm trying to just have a little treat afterwards. Yeah. And also, the, and the cool at the moment, that's kind of in obstacles and fixes. Yeah, like uh, like having dessert when you're intentional about it is really powerful because then you can go oh, like I'm having dessert, so I'm going to stop eating my dinner and save space for dessert rather than you like fill up and then you're like, oh, but I do want something sweet. And so then you're overeating. So, yeah. So it's yeah, it's just like it's just a, like experimenting, Lorna, and like, yeah, like just playing around with it rather than thinking, oh, I have to have an obstacle and a fix. And also like seeing the boundaries as not like I have to like that actually I really recommend for everyone that this idea of like if you are going to be having sugar or anything that's that's really indult that does kind of trigger you to want more and more of it that you just make that commitment to yourself that yeah I'm going to be what being intentional looks like is me deciding the quantity before I start it so it's not like I have to have this boundary it's like no I want to have I want to be specific with myself because otherwise it can escalate yeah Is and that... I guess that's where the specific comes in because 
you know, you, you, it's, it, I'm just reflecting as you're saying now, because you've said you only have, and I can't remember when you said, oh, you know, ice cream Saturday night and Sunday night, mm -hmm. but you're away. So you're not having ice cream because it's junk ice cream, but you're having more wine because you're traveling. And it's kind of, that's where your sort of fixed boundaries are more flexible because your treats have changed because you're doing something different. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it can, and it, it's evolving because I'm traveling, but I'm still, the thing that is consistent is I'm being intentional about, I'm just, I'm thinking through how I want my week to go and how I want my days to go so that I am able to make better choices, like so it fits in. But it, when I'm right. at home, I don't have to think about it as much because I've got this kind of rhythm that I really like. But if I ever did feel unsatisfied with the rhythm, I would experiment and mix it up. Like, you know, and there are times where there's birthdays and we have, I have birthday cake on a Tuesday night. Like it's like, but I'm thinking through, okay, on the Tuesday, I'm, I know that the cake's coming or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, well, I need you. to run. I've got um, boys I need to take care of, but that was um, so great, everyone. Good to see you. And yeah, next week we're going to be learning about listening to our tummies finally <laughs> so yeah i'll um i'll see you guys in the group between now and then